And we're back. Welcome to the Cinema Draft Podcast, where fantasy sports meets the movies. And our late game savior, our just ex machina, our player to be named now, has dropped in to save the pod. You know her, you love her. She's been known as the official therapist of the pod. It is Nick Ward. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for coming in to bail out my podcast last minute. So when last you, minute, last minute, you know the, the closer. Uh, tonight's uh, abbreviated pod because someone is approaching her bedtime. Uh, tonight's abbreviated pod word of the game or of the night is DJ. Well, actually, I can't even say. It. You know, what? it's going to be um, lovely because we will be covering a lot of lovely weddings and beautiful matrimonial events in this podcast that will be our focus tonight so every time you hear the word lovely take a sip what you're sipping and play along with the rest of us and first segment it's a new one we're trying out this week how's your quarantine going nick oh wow we have like surprise segments now um so it's you organized now It is going as well as to be expected. I um, finally adjusted and habituated, meaning got used to being at home 24-7 as of last Thursday. So that feels awesome because right. um, so, it's not a distressing feeling. Uh, but just being able to notice the different things that let me know that I'm starting to adjust to being home and adjust to the situation so that I won't be in a constant state of high stress and just regular levels of stress that you're going to experience while you're in a crisis. Yeah. That's good. You get your exercise and all that. I mean, staying sane. Exercising, uh, meditating, doing all sorts of things, making sure that I have a definitive bookend on the start and beginning of my day, especially since I now I'm seeing all my clients online. So it's being able to make sure that I'm holding enough personal space as well. And it's a rhythm. It is a rhythm. We have to be really fluid and flexible during this time. Well, if anyone is prepared for, for facing down the apocalypse with, with uh, mental clarity, it is Nicole, the official therapist of the pod. Okay, (laughs) so next segment, what I'm watching, and we'll briefly go over some of these. Actually, the first one I was going to talk about is The Banker. It's the Apple Plus show with uh, Samuel, or actually movie with Samuel L. Jackson and uh, Anthony Mackie. And it's about, uh, you know, it's, you know, inspired by a true story of the real life uh, black businessman in L.A., in, who did uh, real estate deals in the 50s and 60s, who eventually end up hiring a white front man to get their their deals done, and they end up buying two banks in Texas. And and it's still worth, you know, taking a look at, still worth a watch. And actually, let me see if I can find some, uh, maybe I can share my screen. We can do, a, do an IB, IB, IMDB real quick. And it's worth a watch. I enjoyed Sam and everything. Um, I mean, it's it's fine. It's not, won't bowl you over, but it, it's enjoyable. But I will say, um, what I'm really digging these days is uh, is Perksville Wallflower. Is that right? Yeah, Perksville Wallflower. I just I just watched it last night. I can't stop thinking about it. Have you seen Perksville Wallflower, Nicole? 
I have. I enjoyed it. It was a few years ago. Well, no, more than a few, but it was some years ago. Yeah, 2012. Uh, Logan Lerman is the lead, and and uh, Emma Emma Watson. And I mean, I've never been like a huge Emma Watson fan. I mean, she's fine, but I, I mean, she was re- she really looked great in this movie. She really was like that teenage object of affection. And I thought it was a perfect little movie. I, I enjoyed it immensely. Very kind of heartwarming, heartfelt, with a really kind of dark turn in the in the third act. That you know, eventually, you know ends up finding its level and everyone's kind of like, you know, restored and everyone's grown and it just feels, it felt really, for lack of a better word, wholesome, you know, like a John Hughes movie. <laughs> oh, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, it's great. I, I enjoyed it. A lot of, um, and, and this and the same author, director of the movie, uh, one, uh-oh, uh, Ezra Miller, I'm not sure you've been on Twitter the last 48 hours. Apparently Ezra Miller, uh, who's like the third lead in this movie, has been canceled <laughs> for oh. doing some really dumb shit. Yeah, he, uh, Choked, uh, was choking a woman out on camera in a, at a bar in Iceland. It's really yeah, random. That's totally <laughs> not okay. Very inappropriate. That is a shame. Yeah, it's not. I mean, you know, this is as I was mentioned to you off the uh, off air. Uh, it seems like you know us being cooped up or or the, the high anxiety of of quarantine times, just letting everyone's mask come off. But that was not that was not cool. But anyways, not to dwell on it. But yeah, that was a bad look for him. But otherwise, he's great in this movie. As as is uh, Logan Lerman and, and Emma Watson. And I cannot recommend it enough. Yes, Perks of Wallflower. Uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. And I'm gonna take some incoming on this, and I'm okay with it. But I watched it the other night, and I wanted to like it more. Have you seen Portrait of a Lady on Fire, my lady? I have not. I but now that you pull it up, I do recall seeing the previews for that last year. I can't remember what movie we had gone to see, but I do remember the previews. Look, I will say. Oh, first of all, it's a. Uh, I think it's largely in. It's either in French or. Italian. I, I, I'm, I'm actually a loss. Of, there are a few languages being spoken in this film, but it's a foreign film, which is fine. Uh, we're readers here, and and it's beautifully shot. Uh, it's a period costume, you know, drama. That's fine. That hits all my spots. Whatever, you know, gorgeous leads. You know, this woman right here. She's like a painter uh, who's brought in to paint the portrait of of a young nun who's been promised to some, you know. Uh, Milanese, you know, rich guy she's never met. Yeah, I, th- I think it's like 16th century, maybe, you know, French, uh, uh, France or something like that. And, you know, they fall in love and it's very beautiful and a lot of, you know, yearning looks and, and deep furrowed brows and and just like a lot of, I mean, the costuming's great. I mean, look at this. I mean, she was, she was practicing. So she practiced some social distancing before it was cool. You know, she has her, she has a little veil and everything over, over her, her little mask over her face and stuff. Very haunting, beautiful portraits, but there is absolutely no musical score. Can you remember the last time you saw a movie with no background music? No, <laughs> I can't. And if you did, would you, I mean, would you imagine it'd be great? Because this was not, I was disturbed at how much, I mean, I get it. Music can be a crutch. It can be manipulative. It can overly tell us how to feel and things of that nature. I get that. But out of like something, it's quiet throughout, except for uh, one or two scenes where someone plays the piano and then there's like a song being sang. Otherwise, like, like, look at, I mean, this picture right here for those watching on YouTube, I mean, this is a really sweet moment and there are some, you know, longing stares and some real sweetness and, and I really would have appreciated 
you know, a bit of a musical score. You didn't have to bring out Hans Zimmer or, you know, James Newton Howard or any of the big boys or, 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 or girls. Actually, you know, uh, the woman who won the Oscar for Joker, she probably would have been great with this. Um, Hildur something something, daughter, whatever, the very Finland, Scandinavian name. She would have been great with this, but no, you got nothing. Absolutely nothing. It totally took me out of the movie. I wanted to enjoy it more because there's so many pauses and rich looks. I just wanted, I just wanted more. I wanted more for it. So I liked it okay, but I didn't really like it, you know? You needed some music. And that sounds so basic. And I know, and this, and I know this movie is like a real hit with people, especially art house types and especially women everywhere. People are raving about this movie and it's beautiful to look at. I need me a score. I'm sorry. I'm basic. <laughs> I didn't say that. I wouldn't say that that's basic. That's just something that you need it. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll call myself bad. It's fine. And the last thing I'm watching is Westworld. Are you watching Westworld, Nick? I am not. I, I've been told that uh, it's really good, but I have not seen Westworld. This season, it's really good. It's had, it, last season was really confusing and really put a lot of people off Westworld. I um, can't say I blame them. But it's very philosophical. It's um, uh, it's it's set in the future. Uh, well, this season it's twenty fifty three, the year twenty fifty three, and they're going. I mean, you know, androids. Obviously, the general plot behind it, I'm sure you're aware of. You know, androids in a park go crazy, take over, just like the nineteen seventy four film, I think that I saw Yul Brenner. Only obviously a lot more sophisticated and and you know, really great actors. And anyways, I mean, it's just it's really engaging this year. The future looks incredible, very yeah. sleek. Have you seen some of the, at least the trailers, some of like the visuals of Westworld? I saw a little bit of it because my question, I was like, oh, they're not in the Old West anymore. Oh, no. Yeah, they, they left the theme park. Um, I mean, I'm not sure if you'll ever get to the show, but, you know, spoiler alert, the theme park is, a, is actually uh, a way that they were using to siphon human data and basically AI themselves into replicating humanity even better than humans or something. Huh. Yeah, it was pretty. It's pretty wild, and yeah, and so this was actually from last night's or from a Sunday night's episode. They're actually in a motel in Victorville, where um, we fly to the stars, right? So I'm a, I'm an amateur futurist. When I was a kid, I used to get popular mechanics. I used to love, you know, seeing all the little future gadgets and stuff, and it was great because you know I, I was always like kind of you know seeing what's next. And these guys have really created a realistic idea of what the future could look like. Like they, 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 So in Victorville, it's kind of like the launching point for these, um, for rocket travel. Have you heard of rocket travel at all? Are you familiar? I am not. <laughs> I can hear you rolling your eyes. We can't see you, Nick. I can hear, feel you rolling your eyes. Rocket travel is just like, so you know how Elon Musk has a, his SpaceX program with the rockets yeah. up in the sky and then come back down the same spot? Yes. Yeah. Kind of the same concept, except except that you basically you can use rocket travel to travel anywhere in the world, like under an hour. So you can go from like you know L.A. area, Victorville, which I think is a joke. I mean, who really goes to Victorville? But Victorville's always kind of played out as like some sort of Southland terminus for like high speed rail or you know pie in the sky type projects. But you can take like a rocket from Victorville and go to Tokyo in like half an hour. Okay. Yeah, because you just go straight up in the atmosphere and then kind of you know orbit a little bit then come straight down over in tokyo it'd be awesome pretty cool very cool so they they do stuff like that real life applications of the future and i just dig it and the clothes are great and then the, i mean oh you've got tandy newton here just the ultimate badass robot like she's you know it's a really good cast i enjoy it okay it was good this week uh anything you want to tell us that you're watching on the fly 
oh, I've been really kind of, I've been working. So I've been kind of boring in terms of my TV watching. When I just spoke to you, I was in the middle of watching um, Mixed Dish. Um, oh, I enjoy that show. It, it's a cute show. And, oh, Mass Singer. I have been keeping up with the Mass Singer. I see. Please tell us the appeal behind that show because I don't really get reality shows ex- except for like the really drama filled ones like Real Housewives or, uh, or, uh, or Married to Medicine. <laughs> Fun competition. And we've kind of used it as um, a family show, which is that we'll kind of like wonder and guess who the performers are under the mask ourselves. And it's just become like a, a bonding activity, especially now that um, we are all in our respective areas and watching it via Zoom. So okay. it's- so, so who was the most surprising masked singer you've seen so far? Um, let's see, I'm gonna think of like a spoiler. I don't wanna give any spoilers. There's been a lot of surprises. And, and this season, the way that they've done it, um has been has been fun they've had people on there that you wouldn't guess these costumes are excellent nick cannon man i mean for a dude that inherently corny he stays getting paid stays with perfect like game show host he does really well on this show and i mean but he did well on wild and out so (laughs) that's right right it's just kind of a fun fun show it's a family show um, you can kind of just have fun with it. And especially right now where being able to kind of take your, like engage in a little bit of escapism that's controlled and being able to watch um, music and try to guess. All right. Mass Singer, you heard it here first, y'all. All right. Mix this <laughs> Mass Singer. All right. So we are on to, we're keeping this thing moving on to our topic of the week. We're going to go through our top three Wedding movies. Why weddings? Well, damn it, congratulations. Our girl, Nick, is going to be adding an official Mr. Therapist husband of the pod (laughs) soon. So in honor of her, we are going to do our top three wedding movies of of our, I guess, that we like. We will, uh, basically the way the game is played is you name a wedding movie. We alternate picks. Once someone picks that movie, the movie is out of play. And since you pinch hit so wonderfully, you get the first pick, Nick. Okay, so how with pinch hitting do I end up with the? Okay. Oh, uh, do you need more time? Okay, it's fine. I'll I'm, take, gonna, I'll, I, I'm I'll, gonna pull out an oldie, an oldie that um, is from 1997, and that hmm. is my best friend's wedding. Ah, nice one. Great pick. Love it. My best friend's wedding. Tell us why you like my best friend's wedding. Uh, you know, it just was really cute, and it was really popular with the genre and the time, and Julia Roberts, that's... Peak Julia Roberts, who was on that, time. like, five-year run. And it was, I mean, it's kind of a zany movie, and just feel good and fun, and I think that even how, like, it ends was not what people might have even suspected during that time, because it wasn't necessarily a traditional type in for the movies that were out then and um i just i thought it was good the cast everybody in there cameron diaz like yep. her just kind of being new to the scene even then and everyone strong solid performances 
just a fun, feel-good movie. Very charming Rupert Everett. I mean, there was yeah. a Rupert Everett moment, and you know, I, I don't think he's gotten as much work, you know, these in these last few years. But he was he was definitely like the hot sidekick during uh, during during the nineties. Absolutely. Yeah, best friend's wedding. All right, excellent, great first choice. I'm gonna take my one of my favorite movies off the list, and it's The Wedding Planner. Halo. Oh, good choice. Good choice. McConaughey. Woo. Good choice. Whoa, we're jealous of that bird. I love me some J. Well, I mean, we all love J. Lo. She now now she's officially a national treasure. Back then, I mean, and it's funny watching some of the, some of our most revered stars, especially as they enter. I don't know the the the, the cougar area and the and the the cat daddy you know era, but the fifty plus is some of our favorite you know long lasting stars. Just seeing how their careers have kind of ebbed and flowed or whatever. This is definitely during during one of one of. Uh, J-Lo and McConaughey's actually flowed periods. Like there was a time, dear dear watcher, dear listener, if you are a millennial or younger, where McConaughey was just the go-to rom-com king. Like he wasn't, I mean, he was always a bit of a weird, you know, choice, but he was playing it pretty straight earlier on in his career. He's making his money. He's doing, you know, how to how to lose a guy in 10 days and failure to launch. And yeah, if there was a rom-com that needed, you know, a blonde guy in it, he was there. You know, some some reason he's in the wedding planner. No one had really any great, you know, hopes going to it. Look at this, a pre-Grey's Anatomy Justin Chambers. You'd love to see it. You'd love to see it. He had no idea he'd go on, like, just three years from then onto, like, a 16-year run. <laughs> One of the, 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 the most long-lasting medical dramas of all time. Anyways, it's, uh, it's nice. It's a cute little cast. J-Lo plays, I guess, an Italian uh, this is way before. I mean, I don't think anyone really would have cared one way or the other. But you know, no one's caring about any appropriation, whatever. But she played some sort of like Italian wedding planner, who was great at planning everyone's weddings, but couldn't get love of her own. And she has a meet cute, this handsome guy falls for him, and then she finds out he's actually the groom in the wedding she's planning. It's some classic, high concept '90s stuff. I love this movie to pieces. What do you What did you think of the wedding planner, Nick? You know, Ed, that's up there on my list as well. Really enjoyed the fun quirky kind of chemistry that existed between her and McConaughey um and funny side note is that McConaughey does sleep stories on the call map and (laughs) and I can say that it works like when you listen to him you fall asleep uh on there so it's just being able to see like the fun just back and forth with them and that it wasn't it didn't feel forced. So I really did enjoy this movie as well. They had really great chemistry and not in the type of like, you know, it's going to melt the screen type energy, but it seemed like it was, it was a nice sweet energy that you really kind of bought like, yeah, they'd be into each other and they'd actually, you know, they could actually have something that would be nice and could last. It's not like a, like a body heat type chemistry, but like, a, Oh yeah, they, they make sense together. So that's, that's my, that's my first pick. What's your second pick, Nick? Okay, I'm just going to stay in the 90s, apparently. The best man. <laughs> oh, that was going to be one of mine. Great pick. I, had it, I couldn't believe that didn't come off the board, so I needed to take it. <sighs> you know what? Yeah, excellent, excellent choice. Go ahead, go ahead and tell the people why you love the best man's wedding flick. Um, it's just a great cast, again. Like, solid performances. Uh, really funny to, like, look at this and for um it to be more of like a breakout movie for so many of them that are still in the spotlight now so just seeing like the strong performance with Terrence Howard and Tay Diggs, Nia Long, like the entire cast 
and just the fact that it brought a different kind of um, movie into the mainstream from what we might have been used to it during the 90s. That this was just a sweet, fun friends movie that had an all black cast, which was something that had not necessarily been done as much and being able to just have that 90s feel to it, late 90s. Yeah, everyone showing up for this premiere. I mean, it was very well cast. I mean, I'm trying to think, it, it definitely launched Regina Hall. Regina Hall was there, was in this movie as like the, the, the stripper candy at the party. And that, I think that was like her first, like, you know, really visible role and, and, and gave us Regina Hall. So for that alone, thank you. <laughs> thank you best man that was that was incredible so yes great pick oh boy now i'm kind of scrambling so let me <laughs> let me think for a second that was definitely you know a great way to think oh of course what am i thinking what, what, i'm crazy i'm, I'm excited my, my pick, my pick. i'm like playing this right no that, no well done well you don't have to compete with momo this time either our friend monet Moore. uh all right so i'm going uh wedding crashers I mean, it doesn't get much more wedding than this. I mean, their entire existence is to crash weddings. It's hilarious. It's eminently rewatchable. Uh, I mean, Vince Vaughn, Owen Wilson, you know, at the at the height of their powers, just being as silly as they want to be, <laughs> never use your real name. All those little wedding crashing uh, uh, rules and stuff, free drinks, why not? I mean, they and it looks like they had a ball while they were making it too. It looks, it's so much fun. This this movie kind of. Didn't necessarily give us um, uh, Rachel McAdams, but it, it was definitely like uh, a nice movie to see her in. I think this is on the heels of the Notebook too, so I'm like, oh, okay, she can do this as well. Okay, like she can be kind of funny when she, you know, when she wants to be. So yeah, and she was very sweet, right? Kind of you know, girl next door. We, we really wanted her for him against uh, who was the guy the who was the oh yeah Bradley Cooper. Oh my god, I can't believe I forgot that Bradley Cooper <laughs> was the oafish you know, a uh, boyfriend. I mean, Isla Fisher, uh, so well cast, really funny. Wedding Crashers, can't go wrong. I like it. All right. Uh, any thoughts on Wedding Crashers or do you remember Wedding Crashers? I remember Wedding Crashers. Wedding Crashers was a fun movie. Um, just kind of, you know, the humor involved and the uh, buddy, it was like a buddy movie, a buddy movie set with a wedding background, which was a different kind of twist on that kind of movie as well. Yeah, and I mean, and also from the whole, you know, keep getting your checks lane, I mean, the producer behind this, Brian Grazer, I mean, this, I mean, that guy's just good at his job. I mean, because we talked extensively about Boomerang last week on the pod, and he was behind Boomerang as as an executive producer. I mean, he, like, uh, Imagine Entertainment, the the shop he, he co-runs with uh, Ron Howard, I think they're together, um, I think they're still together. I mean, just what a what a what a great you know production company. They've given us some of the, some of the most some of the most endearing movies that have last you know over over the years. And Wedding Crash is one of them. Brian Brian Grazer, hats off to you. All right, so what's your next film, Nick? You know, I'm going to still stay in the '90s and go with. I don't think it's an unusual pick. We're going to say Four Weddings and a Funeral. Ah, the the. Enti- the entire title just invites you to pick it. Now, not the TV show, not the Hulu show, the original Four Weddings and a Funeral movie, Annie McDowell and your boy, Hugh Grant. Wax poetic about Four Weddings and a Funeral, Nick. Uh, it just was, a f- it was fun. It was a feel-good, again, movie, watching the group of friends go through and honestly mature 
through the stages of the the movie as they attended four weddings and a funeral and it was just really great to see their character arcs and being able again apparently i like solid performances from all the cast and just the the fun moments even with um hugh grant's character and his roommate and just the the moments that were subtly funny with even some of their conversations or just interactions when they were in their apartment. Um, so solid, solid movie. Yeah, Hugh Grant, heartthrob of the 90s, living high off life, married Elizabeth Hurley, just, he was, he was just the man. We all know what kind of happened later, but he was the man. <laughs> and just, and, and you know, and honestly, I actually watched, I watched the Hulu series and they, they did a decent job. Really? Because I, I kept hearing conflicting reports about it, mostly that, they didn't like it. So I wasn't, you know, I mean, it takes a lot for me to watch something on Hulu anyways, but, you know. Got it. <laughs> I just, yeah. uh, but I mean, is, I mean, is it worth my time? Should I seek it out or? I say check it out. I mean, we, you ha- we have time. <laughs> so I, think, <laughs> I say check it out. All right. Fair enough. And I will close this out with Bridesmaids. Yes. Bridesmaids. Yes. Kind of, kind of ironic that a, a dude is bringing this up, but it is the ultimate. Um, it, it is, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you know, you know me. I, I, you know, I love, I love my, love my ladies. You know, most of my friends are women, so no, no doubt, I definitely can relate to a movie this hilarious, raucous, and funny. And to see the camaraderie among the women, the the little factions within the women. <laughs> this really did kind of elevate uh, Melissa McCarthy on, on big screen at least. Um, she had a great the whole thing on the plane was pretty hilarious and it gave some, some pretty iconic performances. Look at Maya Rudolph. Just, I mean look at that dress! <laughs> what? What are we doing? And, and, and Kristen Wiig was, was awesome. And this, and that, this one, I mean, Paul Red's everywhere as usual. But this one really brought... Um, the, the the cop uh what's his name chris uh chris o'dowd chris o'dowd oh yeah he's awesome do you ever uh i don't know if you have epics but uh he's the lead on get shorty they did like a tv version of get shorty and it is incredible it's so good but it's on the epics network so no one really watched it have you seen it i have not yeah he it's it's a chris o'dowd delivery system he's great he's using his natural uh Irish accent, and he's just having a, a ball. But yeah, Bridesmaids, uh, anyways, get out of that cultural cul-de-sac. Bridesmaids is hella funny. You know, stands test of time. I mean, look at these ladies. I mean, I mean, you know, Maya, Kristen, Ellie Kemper. Oh, um, Wendy McClendon Covey. Covey McClendon? McClendon Covey? I think she has that show on ABC. Um, the, the, well, she has a show on ABC, McCarthy, and then this one is that is that that's not Leighton Easter. That's uh, I forget her. Oh, Rose Byrne. Yeah, yeah, she was great. Can you just we can doesn't it show the cast on here? I mean, well, I mean, I'm just going through the pictures. I mean, yeah, yeah. so you, you mean, I mean, I, I want to hear from memory. Damn it, this is a cinema draft podcast. <laughs> We're supposed to be about movies here. I should know this. I should know these things. Yes, Rose Byrne. Damn it, Rose Byrne is great. Very great. Okay, look at the French poster. Mes meilleurs amis, the best friends. <laughs> Alaron, hilarious. San Francisco Party Time. <laughs> it, it was a classic movie. Uh, I think uh, people could identify with some of the challenges that happen when you um, 
are some a part of a wedding party and and the fun parts too so i think that it was overall it was a great movie a real mother yes all right well done and thanks for that pinch hit uh so usually this is where we would we would take a break to discuss uh, how we play the game of cinema draft so everyone watching at home we'll just pause the video for a second and we will be right back Cinema Draft is the fantasy sports version of the movies. But instead of drafting athletes from teams, you're drafting actors from movies. How their movies perform at the North American box office will earn you points for your lineup of stars, all while competing against others for fun and prizes. So how does it work? Well, to fill out your roster, called a call sheet, you draft 10 actors from those listed in the talent pool who are each assigned a dollar value salary. You have a $100,000 budget to try to draft all 10 actors, no more, no less, and you must stay under budget. You must draft at least one actor from each of the three release types of movies. Wide release, movies on 2,000 screens and up, limited release, 501 to 1999 screens, and platform release, 500 screens or less. There are two headliners per film in the talent pool. Headliners' points are worth 40% more. So, for example, if Top Gun Maverick earns $100 million, Miles Teller gets 100 points, while Tom Cruise, a headliner, gets 140. The game is free to play with cash and cryptocurrency prizes. It's currently in production for a relaunch later this year. We look forward to seeing you play. Come sign up for an invite to the beta when it's ready. Please visit us at cinemadraft.co. That is cinemadraft.co. All right, and we're back. Okay, so since the over since our over unders have been mothballed till whenever the theaters open back up, we're doing our quarantine movie of the week. Uh, last week's quarantine movie of the week was Uncut Gems. Appreciate you following along on our Twitter account. Right today, we posted uh, Booksmart. Tomorrow's quarantine movie movie of the week, or our Wednesday, when most of you will will hear this or see this, will be American Factory. Have you seen American Factory, Nick? I have not heard of American Fa- Factory. Oh well, that's Emmy winning American Factory to you. This is the first uh, production uh, production from. The, the the Obamas. This is uh, Barack and Michelle Obama's uh, okay. content company. Yeah, that that. Uh, I mean, I think they just kind of purchased it or helped throw their name on to help get more publicity. But when it was sold to Netflix and debuted last summer, uh, I watched it. It was fat. It's a fascinating documentary of what happens when a Chinese uh, based company opens up a factory in you know uh, once the, in a once decaying Midwest town and seeing what happens when you know, Chinese, Chinese leadership style takes over American workers. And it was, it was interesting. I mean, they do not, and yet see these, all, these, these are the, these are the producers and directors with the, with their Oscars well-deserved. And I mean, I was it, it's, off my game this time. 
No, but it's good. It's on Netflix. It's readily available. They own they own it. Um, and it was interesting because you know labor laws, all sorts of stuff. Totally different feel in 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 the East. There's one part of the film where they take a bunch of executives from the Ohio based. I think it's Ohio. The Ohio based town, uh, and fly them over to uh, uh, to China and and see how like you know their whole factories are run. Did you know that some of these factories? They I mean they really want the factory to be like. The enti- your entire life ecosystem. So they are having mass weddings. Weddings, yes. Mass weddings wow. in the factory at the at the plant. Wow. That's some crazy shit. <laughs> That's different. I mean, I mean, I know you're an independent contractor now, but I mean, last time you worked for the man, would you, could you ever imagine getting married at your job? Um, no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely not. Bruh. Yeah. So, anyways, it, it's a it's a really good, you know, pretty moving, you know, uh, portrayal of just kind of like crossing the cultural divide. How you know our two countries, you know, look at work and labor and everything. And it's worth your time. Check it out. So that's going to be our quarantine movie of the day tomorrow and for the week. Yay! Hey. All right, and uh, you know this is missing. <laughs> An air horn. There we go. All right, so let's bring us in for a landing. Thank you, Nick. Thank you. Give yourself a, give yourself a round of applause. <laughs> All right, yay! The air horn the- still present. No minions. What? Are- <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is <laughs> major key. No minions, or I can't find the button. I don't know. I mean... <laughs> no, 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 no minions. Uh, well. Well, thank you. Yes, pitch hit. Wow. Okay. Great job. This is a very ramshackle edition of the pod. Thanks for being with us. Uh, anything you want to plug, Nick, besides your own wedding? <laughs> <laughs> Not going to plug my wedding. Um, and just really for people to um, attend to their mental health. Uh, there's actually most of us are working virtually and online and just being able to reach out and exercise all of those kind of support systems that you may need and stay emotionally connected while we are physically distancing ourselves from one another. Um, check out all the hotlines because unfortunately a lot of other like types of abuse have gone up during this. Mm, so yeah. just really wanting to plug for people to be well in, in every area including um, their mental health because mind and body are linked and being able to protect your mental health is an immunity booster. So just want to do that. Ugh, you're so healthy all the time. (laughs) And and to also have some outlets, have some fun. Um, This is serious. It's a crisis, but we have to be able to also have some levity within there as well. So yes. and, And pinch hitting, jumped on here kind of tired but i made it through <laughs> we appreciate that the official therapist of the pod uh and and lest i forget before i go we will be introducing on thursday the third edition of our social cd game the social cinema draft game posted to our twitter account at play cinema draft make sure you check it out this week millennials that's right. So picked f- exactly five actors. You must have at least one headliner, one co-star, one day player. You must stay under $100. Let's see your cast. Title them. See what, see what you come up with. Looking forward to seeing what you have. So wow, that will go up Thursday it. morning, late Wednesday night. 
uh, at place in the draft on the Twitters. And once again, thanks for pinch hitting Nick. We appreciate you. You You were even a real trooper and, and we look forward to having you back potentially with your partner in crime. You know, the Momolani son, uh, Monet Moore. Not a retirement. Is, is she retired from this, or just? I mean, I, I know we have. Like, I, we, I was like, we've, we've come out of retirement. Me too. No, well, no, more like I've come out of retirement, and I appreciate your patience. <laughs> it's been quite a two years, let me tell you. <laughs> I understand. Yes, but yes, but thanks for being on the show. Appreciate you being on, and everybody, stay in, stay safe. The therapist of the pod told you to guard your mental health. And instead of going see a movie or something, quarantine, chill, and see a movie or something. Peace. Till next week. Bye. Where can you find Cinema Draft? We are on Twitter at Play Cinema Draft, Facebook. Cinema Draft, Instagram at Play Cinema Draft, Medium at Cinema Draft, that is our corporate blog. We're even on Pinterest, Cinema Draft. Also, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Music, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. And finally, please visit us at cinemadraft.co and sign up for an invite to the relaunch. We will always have games where you can sign up, play for free, and win real money. Cinema Draft is a registered mark of Cinema Draft LLC. Both the Cinema Draft game and the CD3D decentralized app token are for entertainment purposes only.